0: Hey everybody, it's Harry. Welcome to the season two finale of the podcast. Alston Pudding presents the podcast, the podcast presented by Alston Pudding, which is nominated for several Boston Music Awards. I think so me and Dylan Riley are nominated for Music Journalist of the Year. This show is nominated for Podcast Radio Show of the Year, and Alston Pudding is nominated for Publication of the Year, as well as our photographers Omari Spears, Emily Gardner, Greg Wong, and Corwin Wickersham. So give a give a vote for go and vote for us. If you find it in your heart. Huge honor to sign off the season with that in mind. Figured I'd I'd end the season. You know, we still got you know, it's October. There's still plenty of time in the year, but you know, I feel like done a lot of work on this season. The season is this show's like Elevated, evolved like a Pokemon and I want to keep doing that. And so I want to like take a little break, step away, kind of get the, you know, relax for a bit to kind of get the juices flowing again. But I just want to thank everybody who helped out with this season. Ethan Marsh, of course, for the engineering and mastering that goes into each episode to make it sound nice. I want to thank everybody at Alston Pudding. Um, I want to thank everybody, anyone who's listening. Thank you so much. I want to thank all the guests I've had. Uh, Really, really love the interviews and the artists that have come on this season. Uh, And yeah, I want to keep giving you compelling interviews. Real Frost Nixon shit. Anyway, uh, for the season finale, this is is the equivalent of a shitpost episode. (laughs) I'm talking to Ben Benattis, my fellow... Austin Pudding staff member, and we are analyzing, dissecting this cultural phenomenon, this this meme, the quirked up white boy, busting down sexual style with a little bit of sauce and goaded with the swag. <laughs> it's just a silly, if you're not familiar with the term, it's just a silly thing that's been going around Twitter uh, in meme form. And so we took this term and and analyze it up against you know we took this term and with our depth of combined depth of pop culture knowledge like really examined a few notable artists through this lens with this criteria in mind it's silly it's goofy it's fun it's i figured it would be a, a silly way to end the season and Glad we did it. So thank you, Ben, for coming on and being silly with me. Yeah, so that, once I'm not doing an outro to this episode, it's just going to end. And that will be the end of season two. This is a good one. I like this one. Thanks, everyone, for listening. All right. Hello. Another episode of the Alston Pudding podcast. I'm here at the record company again. They let me back in to the building, surprisingly. Uh, I am here with Ben, ben hello you
1: introduce yourself hey um, I'm Ben I'm, uh, I'm a staff writer Elton pudding acolyte of the record Co here here at last on the hallowed in the Hall- at RSS feed of the podcast
0: we were just doing our our b-reels together uh, and talking about how b reel is the the pure new
1: social media site that... yeah, we, we took a staged photo for our b-reel I don't
0: I don't I don't <laughs> think I feel like that's unfair to us. It was like,
1: coordinated, but it was nonetheless real. <laughs> I don't know well, I don't yeah. know where that falls on the... Yeah. <laughs> if you're in the same room
0: and you get it at the same time, then I, I don't think... I think that's what they want.
1: Ideally. Who knows what Be Real wants? <laughs> they want you to be real. It's right
0: in the name. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little too real. I was like, not to be crude or anything, but I mean, it is this show, so I don't really care. What if I'm having a special moment to myself? You know. What if I'm spanking it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well, dude, the first jerking f- my kirkin. <laughs> the first day I got b real, I I was on the toilet, and I was like, Do I <laughs> do I do I make this like it's it's called be real? Like that's <laughs> that's what i that's what it wants for me ostensibly, but I I couldn't bring myself to post a selfie. <laughs> of me taking a poop, I didn't. I really didn't. Uh,
0: my friend had one of her on the toilet. Y- yes, just yesterday, but because she, she was in, must have been in a bar bathroom. She lives in New York. There was a cockroach by her foot, and she took it. But you can see that she's on the toilet, and <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> There's nothing realer than that. Uh, no, that's real. It's raw. It's as real as it gets. Yeah. All right. But anyway, I've asked you to join me here today to discuss a very important. Very pre- usually I have, well actually I was about to say usually I have musicians on this show, but you are a musician. Why don't we get that out of the way? Oh yeah, tell us what you actually do other uh, you know beyond Elson putting.
1: Oh um yeah I play in I play in a couple of bands. Um I'm a I'm in this band called Indoor Friends. It's a pop punk band. I play bass in that band, and I'm I'm in uh I'm in the touring uh <laughs> I'm in the live lineup of this band, the Collect Pond, uh, and... iconic iconic local band.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And- the Collect Pond, the the project of Dan Moffat, one of our other yes, writers, one of our own. Yeah. So you know, keep it in the family. Shout out to him. Uh, but why are you yeah, but here? I'm
1: not. I'm not here today as a musician. Hey? Yeah. I'm no. here today as a scientist. Yeah. Usually <laughs>
0: I have people on to just talk about music or whatever. And we will. And yeah, we certainly we will cover that. But this is something, an idea, a topic that we have been mulling around. You know, in Twitter DMs for a little bit. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> uh, this this meme that I don't know how it originated, how long it's been around, but it has come into the cultural consciousness.
1: It's a phrase that once you hear it, you can't unhear it. Yeah, you can't escape I it. I don't. I don't know when I first heard this phrase, but <laughs> it has haunted me. Since that fateful day, and I and I have yet to yet to escape it. and it's 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 rattled around it's rattled around the old noggin for for some time.
0: So we're talking <laughs> about today on the podcast, the quirked up white boy with a little bit of swag, goaded with the sus, busting it down sexual style
1: sexual style.
0: <laughs> which is a mouthful. And a lot to remember. I always forget the with a little bit of swag
1: part. I, you know, I was just thinking today, like, you know, there is a, it's sort of like a forgotten, like Bible verse or something like the little bit of swag. Yeah. It's, it's a little misquoted. It's it's often misquoted, often forgotten.
0: But I hear different combinations of all that because it's it's a lot to remember. And I think it's just understood that all those components are in there. And so we want to kind of want to dissect this. This concept. This, yeah, this this archetype. It's a new kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, I'm. We'll get into this later. <laughs> I would posit that there is a long history of this in uh, in arts and culture. I I can go back as far as, as at least the 1870s.
1: Oh my gosh, you went that far.
0: Yeah, I think <laughs> I think we have prototypes at uh, what I'll call prototypes. Maybe not full on. Uh, cause it's always, you never right. really want to go back to the past and like apply the same terminology, mm-hmm. but I think there are precedents, right? At least as far back as the 1870s and which like, I'll get into
1: this, this in the 1870s, this is, I mean, for students of history, you know, this, but this is when white boys were starting to get really quirked up. We're starting to really bust <laughs> what, it down yes. when, and their style was, was becoming extremely sexual.
0: Absolutely. Especially, <laughs> especially in Europe. But before we get into that, before we get into that, we got to break down the criteria, all the components that go into this. Uh, so obviously, like, we've kind of broken it down into like, three main criteria, right? You have to be quirked up with a little bit of swag. Mm-hmm. Those kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. I think you can package those together. We uh, I think for the time we have the the time we've paid for in this studio <laughs> yeah. we kind of want to just keep it to the three we you have to be goaded with the sauce mm-hmm. so that means like top of your field like top of top of your game whatever Notable. you're doing you have to be one of the best doing it quirked up i just say is like kind of you know like quirk yeah a little quirky you're little different little,
1: you're not the yeah. running, you're not your average white boy yeah <laughs> any any white boy can be a little bit goaded with the sauce but it takes a special one kind of white boy to be yeah. a little quirked up. Well,
0: c- c- To do it with a little bit of swag, too, is like, you're not just quirky. You're like, you're confident in your quirk.
1: That's what takes it from like a, like chocolate and peanut butter to chocolate and peanut butter. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like yeah. It's the combination of those things that make it oh so special. It's and so much so more delicious. than the sum of its parts.
0: 100%. As is j- this whole archetype in general. And the third criteria, you have to be busting it down sexual style. Now, you have to fuck.
1: Now, this is, this to me is the crucial element of the archetype. Many, many white, many quirked up white boys have a little bit of swag, but they do not bust it down sexual style or they bust it down in a style that is not sexual. Mm hmm. Um, and I really, I really labored on this point in particular because a lot of quirked up white boys. And I just want to say for your listeners, I'm really sorry for all the times we're going to be saying "quirked up white boy." <laughs> <laughs> um, if it gets
0: too much in editing, I might use. I have like a, like a a sensor bleep, yeah. like save <laughs> for the ready. Uh, usually, that's when I'm talking about names of people that I don't want. Like true. Like people who I know personally, who I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I have, I have one at the ready, <laughs> but, uh, but, but,
1: but, but, about, about the sexual style. Um, oh, please tell me many... all about. <laughs> what, <laughs> tell me all about your sexual style. Your oh, well, it's not my sexual style, um, but it's about the style, you know, the style on which you bust it down. Mm. Um, it may be, I think, to be a true quirked up white fi busting it down with a little bit of swag, s- that's the sexual style. You, you, the style has to be sexual. I think that's crucial—an aspect that is crucial. Because I, in my research, in my, in my, you know, when I was in the library, I was going through the stacks, and I was coming across all these white boys that were quirked up and they were busting it down. But, and the, and they may have been found to be sexual, like like um, you know, you have your like David Burns or Julian Casablancas's these white boys who bust it down and they're quirked up, but but the style itself is not necessarily sexual. Maybe, they may be found to be sexual as as an you know, as an offshoot of. Yeah. of oh, of their busting d- I know it down. people
0: who find David Byrne incredibly sexy. Absolutely, but two I don't of them think in this room.
1: It down sexual style, <laughs> exactly. Well, so, the busting it down was not done in a sexual style. Why don't
0: we? Yeah, why don't we start there with with the two out of threes right. that we were talking right. about? So so people who you know are. Definitely two out of these three. They're definitely and David quirked Byrne up. is a great place to start because Quirked Up. David Byrne is Quirked Up with a little bit of swag. I'd say a lot of bit of swag.
1: I think there's never been a white boy who's been more quirked up than David Byrne.
0: Yeah, I, I can't again because I'll take this all the way back to the 1870s if you give me a chance. Which uh, I we, will, and we will. You actually, this is my show. You're not. <laughs> I'll I'll make the chance. Uh, you take it back. Uh, but you know he certainly. Was a a quintessential had a quintessential quirkiness when he was rocking in the eighties. He goaded with the sauce. An incredible songwriter. An incredible musician. He is goaded, absolutely goaded. He busts like you were saying perfectly. He is busting it down, but not in the style that one would describe as sexual.
1: No, no. You might look at his busting. He might look at him busting it down, and you might feel it that it his sexual is sexual. It's 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 arising sexual feelings within you but that is on you as a viewer as as the audience of of the white boys of oh, a white, uh, yeah. as the perceiver um thus it is not being generated self sufficiently from the white boy Look, in question if,
0: if if you watch stop making sense and you got to crank it then by <laughs> all means <laughs> and and crank it to the
1: big suit <laughs> the big, oh my god the big suit don't even give me <laughs> star on the Yeah. <laughs> 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 But down, down, Ben, down, down oh, sorry <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yes. So David Byrne, I love him to death, but two out of three, he'd... he's so close. Yeah, he's so close, so close. And my friend, when I was describing what this episode, like the topic of this episode, and was like asking him for input, of course, David Byrne came to his mind, and he was like, he was like, yeah, he'd be two out of three because I, and this is his words, not mine. So, David Byrne, if you hear this, not that you will, but if you do and you get mad, this this these are not my words. This is what <laughs> I a think friend David, said about I you. Think if David, David Byrne heard
1: Byrne. this podcast, his head would explode. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: so David Byrne is someone who has definitely had sex, but may not know what sex is. Absolutely. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes, precisely. He he's studied it, he's read about it in books, he's had it. He has. She has a, at least one child. Yeah, um, but <laughs> he's but got a kid. So we. I, he... I don't think he's ever been horny. <laughs> That's the real differentiator. Watch out! <laughs> Watch out! <laughs> uh, all right. So
0: my other two out of three is Michael Bolton,
1: and and this is is an extremely good example in the other direction.
0: Yeah. So Michael Bolton is goaded with the sauce. Fantastic vocalist. He is definitely busting it down sexual style. That's his whole. His whole oeuvre, mm-hmm. you know, very sensual man. He, you, he makes baby making music. Michael Bolton fucks. He gets fucked too, by some,
1: he, not me. His personally. style is extremely sexual.
0: Yeah, but he's not quirked up. No, he does. I would say he has a little bit of swag. Yeah, it's not. It's not in a quirked up way.
1: And that's a just a little bit of swag is all you need. To a little bit of swag goes a long way.
0: <laughs> Less is more, actually. If you're trying too hard to be swaggy, yeah, I'd say like you're compensating for something.
1: Yeah, like like a like a Jack Harlow type. Like you, you he's trying to have he has too much swag, and oh, it makes that's his a name. I want to edit out. <laughs> Beep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I like.
0: I don't have anything against him. I just like. I look at him, like I don't have time. He for doesn't. This. You know, there's there's only so much time in life. Mm-hmm. and it's life is precious and you know harry
1: we're spending it in the exact right way
0: yeah. life is too precious to listen to jack harlow but now that we've brought him up he's going to be on the playlist for the episode oh so, yeah oh my god
1: the playlist for this episode is going to be so yeah. bananas oh they
0: <laughs> they tend to be <laughs> <laughs> okay uh do you have any more two out of threes
1: yeah i mean um, i have um i have bruce springsteen here Mm. Um, but it's sort of, but Michael Bolton is kind of the, is the better example. I think I wrote down Bruce, Bruce as too normy. Yeah. Yeah, He's, he's definitely sexual, like, like Michael Bolton, he's certainly white. Um, and he certainly busted it down, but again, he, he's a little bit too normal. He's a little bit too like blue collar working class. He, he's definitely a strange guy, but again, he's, he's, he's too normal. He's way too normal. He's not really quirked up.
0: On the flip side of that, someone who I've always seen as an analog to Bruce Springsteen, and I think he's, because I don't like this this person I'm about to say, I'd say Billy Joel certainly quirked up, although I wouldn't say he has a little bit of swag. I don't think Billy Joel no, has any swag. swag. I also don't think he's good with the sauce, nor do I think Billy Joel is busting down sexual style
1: at all. Really? He has none of the qualities?
0: Yeah. He's just a little quirked up. And if Bruce Springsteen could absorb, like, via osmosis or something, the the quirked upness of Billy Joel, then, then Bruce Springsteen would be right there. Uh-huh. If anything, that quirked up quality in Billy Joel is wasted on Billy Joel. So much is wasted on Billy Joel, I think. Uh <laughs> Vienna.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've <Wasted>. never been.
0: <laughs> Only the good die young and Billy Joel's still alive, so that's all you need to know.
1: <laughs> that's really <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really mean. <laughs> but, Ouch. <laughs> yeah.
0: Ooh, burn. Uh,
1: <laughs> but I mean sort of I mean this is this might be a more of a debate than a than one who is outright not not on the list. Mr. Bob Dylan. Yes, we had both written him down as, as maybe. He's, he he defies, he almost defies category. He's almost a category unto himself.
0: Well, so this is, uh, this is what I was thinking. And then, because then I'm going to have to, this is going to segue us into someone I know you wrote down when you sent me your list, who I hadn't thought of, which is uh, criminal of me because he's like literally one of my heroes. And one of, like the people I I like. One of my biggest influences, but I think I think with Bob Dylan because in his career he's gone through so many like character changes. Mm-hmm. You know, like like different eras of Bob Dylan are like of, have very different characters. Absolutely, you, your Highway 61 years are radically different than your your Born Again Christian years in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, or your your blood on the tracks, yours your like hi, like divorce yes. Dylan, and th- it depends on which era of Dylan you're talking about. Highway sixty one, Dylan, absolutely, absolutely a quirked up, quirked up with a little bit of swag, goaded with the sauce, busting down sexual style. You don't write like a Rolling Stone if you're not goaded with the sauce. You know he's always, always been a little quirked up, I think, but just in different ways. But then you get to the eighties. He becomes a born again Christian. Mm. Slow train coming. I don't think he's quirked up anymore. Nor do I think he's goaded with the sauce because he's those songs suck ass.
1: I, well, hold on. The, I I have to I have to disagree on the uh, on the song quality. I think Slow Train is great. I think there's some great songs on Desire. Um, you know, I think his Christian period has a lot of uh, a lot of interesting stuff. Um, Infidels, I mean, we got Joker Man on there. That's that's a fantastic that's, song. I
0: think that ends up being a little past as Christian. Oh, where, where are you
1: marking his Christian period as? Uh I think it's like for me it's like Slow train certainly.
0: Eighty through eighty-five, eighty-six. But Infidels once you get is eighty three, dog. Okay. All right, yeah, then then I'll uh I'll I'll throw um I guess the name infidels that has a very
1: No, but but I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you you got. I think Blonde on Blonde, maybe his maybe his most like sort of sexual album in a weird way. Yeah, you got. I mean, needs to could be way fucking shorter. (laughs) Oh, it's 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 long, but it's it's tantric.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I mean, but closes with a 14 minute track that is like also one of his most beautiful songs, "Sad Eyed Lady of the Lowlands." Mm. Um, I think because my favorite album of his is Blood on the Tracks. Yeah, but that one feels a lot less quirked up than previous ones, and I think I think maybe that divorce sucked a little bit of his quirkiness out, but absolutely the rest of it is half like goaded album, completely goaded, no no question about the goaded, and it's busting it like it's it's so
1: like he completely busts it down
0: it's yearning and burning and uh, like passionate and just like, where did this all go wrong? Like just cause it, you know, he's going through a divorce doesn't make it like non-sexual. He's kind of like exploring this, this history of like romance that he's had. And like, I mean, even the song, uh, like simple twist of fate is like the most beautiful song ever written about a prostitute.
1: Yeah. That's not, I mean, a lot of songs on blood are like, they're they're not. I wouldn't. I mean, they're they're kind of sexual, but they're they're just they're sexual in the nature of their um intense and intensity. Mm. And you know, blonde on blonde, that, that's for sure. Um, uh, but then you got you know folk Dylan. You got you know what's it called? Bringing it all back home. Free Yeah. Um, that was maybe his most like. He was sort of a, a marquee idol in that in that era. Um, so that I mean that might make him uh um. He was, he was busting it down a lot. I, um, you know, today <laughs> in preparation for this, I, I watched, I threw on, um, that Rolling Thunder review doc. Oh, that's a great doc. I really like that. I, I it's really, really good, but I was watching it and just like looking like, Hey, like if there's any, good, if there's going to be a period of Bob's career where he was like truly busting it down, sexual style, it would be, it would probably be that tour, that period. He was so loose and so free.
0: Um, uh, also to call that a documentary, I just, for the listeners, that, all that footage has been like manipulated and placed out of order to like buy oh, Scorsese oh, and Dylan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of like a, like they're kind of trolling you with it. Like it kind of presents like a, that's, it, there's they're playing a joke on you kind of with that
1: documentary. He's a trickster. Yeah. He's a joker. Um, But, but I was looking, it was watching that looking for any traces of him busting it down in a style that one might call sexual. And, you know he's got the face paint on. He's got the like feathered cap. He's but it's 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 I not. Cre- paint, I mean, he looks incredible. Um, and I was certainly feeling sexualized by him. But, <laughs> but uh, it, it what he wasn't busting it down in a sexual style. I think that cannot be argued. F- uh,
0: famously from that. Well, not maybe not famously, but for me, my favorite scene in that was where he was. Um, he's he's talking to Joni Baez. And he's he's kind of reminiscing because they famously were a thing in the, in the 60s. Yeah, iconic couple. And he's kind of he's kind of flirting with her and saying, like, you know, why why didn't it work out, basically? And she's kind of, like, shooting him down being like, like, you know why, because you're... Because
1: you're, like, <laughs> you're insane! One, you're, like,
0: one, you're, like a total fuckboy. Two, you're also, like, you were so amphetamined out in the 60s that, like... Sex with Bob Dylan in the 60s probably was not all that satisfying and just like you're unreliable like you're always changing up your your personality you're always you, you need to be hitting the road free yeah and uh, yeah he's he's freewheeling and uh, yeah and and he's kind of like he does kind of doesn't get it because he's just like I'm just kind of being me and, that, and, and and it's it's like a it's like a kind of sad moment because like like I, th- I felt pity for him because he was like, "You fumbled a bad bitch like Joni
1: Bias. You, he really fumbled a bag. Yeah, and and there's there's elements of that that are sexual, but he definitely wasn't busting it down. No, um, in in that moment at least. Yeah, because
0: when you when you start going to your ex and being like, "Hey, can we get back together?" You kind of you. There's no way you
1: can bust that down.
0: The the odds of you, yeah, busting it down, like. Sometimes it happens, but I just think the odds are slim, and I just they were stacked against him there. So I again, I think with Dylan, it's very, very dependent on which era of his career. Now, the person I want to segue to, who has a similar thing going on with his career, where constantly, you know, every couple of years changes up his character is David Bowie. However, I don't think there's an era of Bowie in which he ever failed to be quirked up with a little bit of swag, goaded with the sauce, busting it down, sexual style. I think that can't be argued. Yeah, I think every era. In fact, I think we've talked about this. He somehow got, he somehow was able to bust it down even further as he, (laughs) He as he aged. He's one of the few examples of a rock star who like, looks better as he gets older. One, because he's, got off drugs, and like ga- actually gained a little weight, mm-hmm. which totally works. Like 80s Bowie, Labyrinth era Bowie, looks so much better just like in a healthy sense than like Ziggy era Bowie. Mm-hmm. But both of them absolutely are quirked up with a little bit of swag, goaded with the sauce, busting down sexual side.
1: I think Bowie deserves to be on the Quirked Up White Boys um, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, simply because I mean there's there's never been a more ho, he's totally Hall of Fame status for me
0: yeah.
1: in this in this oov. He he was just I mean like you said like he, uh he totally totally quirked up. There's no way you could argue that he was a normal guy. <laughs> Always. His his public Always persona perfect. was completely off the walls crazy. Um he totally busts it down um in every aspect. He had bops um in multiple decades of his career. his style was ex- always sexual.
0: David Bowie, I think, from what is it the, uh, from the man who sold the world through Let's Dance has a string like an with, incredible run. Uh, all of those albums are really good with the exception of pinups, which is which is a covers album. right. So I'm gonna I write that one off because like he didn't write the songs. it's it's a mistake uh the, and now before i get too far into praising bowie there are notably criticizable things that bowie did and said um that
1: you know oh david bowie rough. david bowie said some uh, questionable bad things really <laughs> the man the man that was made out of was living cocaine for uh yeah. for several years I mean, so yeah, yeah made questionable his, decisions his coke and... fueled
0: neo-fascist <laughs> rants uh which is, I've had to grapple so much with the fact that like that era of his career and that like like visual aesthetic, the thin white duke, is my favorite Bowie era. But then I have to be like, oh, but he was also saying that uh, you should keep Britain British and, which is like such a, first of all, such a terrible thing, because th- there's nothing, the worst part of England is the English. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were You heard me. <laughs> Absolutely, I had to watch a tutorial oh when we were gosh. setting up uh, little, little <laughs> the, inside the baseball, technical yeah. stuff for this this recording session. And the tutorial was narrated by a, by an Englishman, and I was getting very frustrated with him. And I I said, "Why don't you go butter up some untoasted white bread, you limey shit?"
1: <laughs> boil some cabbage.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: boil <laughs> some cabbage and meat, and ugh. But uh, you know, I'm glad enough you, about the British, I, I'm, <laughs> I, but okay. Well, there's, there's more Brits on, on my, on my hall of fame, but um, there's a few, yeah. there's a few, uh, but I'm glad you brought up that the thin white Duke, because I think, you know, I think David Bowie really gets platinum status in this, in this category because, uh, because he is just so iconically white. I mean, that's, that sounds obviously kind of weird to say, but like he's the, his, one of his nicknames is the thin white Duke.
0: He's probably actually, that's not true. I was about to say he's probably going to be the only white boy who's on that we discuss on this episode that has appeared
1: on Soul Train,
0: but I oh, actually, I actually think I have someone else who has appeared on Soul Train.
1: I'm, I'm really glad you brought up the Soul Train appearance because that I, that's what I think of when I think of a quirked up white boy busting it down sexual style is him doing golden years on Soul Train. I watched, that's a YouTube video that, that gets a lot of play, a lot of play for me.
0: I, I will watch a lot of, okay, yes, so he will not be the only person I mentioned who has been on Soul Train. I will, uh, <laughs> uh, maybe this is a good segue. Unless you want, we we can keep talking Bowie.
1: No, I think we have covered Bowie. Okay. I think, I mean, Bowie absolutely, like, yeah. number one with a bullet, probably, arguably, yeah. Know, I mean, I just
0: think every era, even though he's changing it up like Dylan, I, I think he's a good analog to Dylan where it's like it didn't matter what he changed it up to. There was always that core It was It element. was innate
1: within him that his style would be sexual and that he would bust it down.
0: Okay, so the using Soul Train as a segue. Uh, I don't know that either one, because this is two people. I don't know that either one of these fellas possesses all three qualities on their own. But I think together they... You know, like a, like a, like a Super Saiyan fusion, right? Like uh, Voltron. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you want to guess who I'm talking about? Sorry, it's it's two people. Two people. Two people who have been on Soul Train.
1: Oh, um, uh Hall and Oates.
0: Exactly. Yes. I don't know that that individually either of them, because I don't know that Oates is busting it down sexual style. I think a lot of the sexual style, sexual busting down in that comes from Hall.
1: I think so. But I think I think together as a yeah. unit they did they satisfy all all three requirements.
0: It's it's Hall and Oates, not Hall or
1: Oates. Correct. They tried that. You take them for as a bit a, and didn't work, so they got back together. <laughs> you take them as one or you take them not at all.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I had the the great pleasure of of seeing them last summer. Uh did they how did they bust it down? Oh, they busted it down. They absolutely busted down. It was a great show. They sounded really good. It was down in in Mansfield at uh, whatever I think it's the the Xfinity Center now, whatever the uh-huh. you know whatever bank or cable company uh, <laughs> conglomerate. <laughs> I went. <laughs> I went on a date, and um, I it was so it was me this girl, and then her dad was coming too. Which like we had only been on on a couple dates. So it was sort of like, anyway, I kind of forgot that her dad was coming. And when we were in the parking lot, she pulled out a bag of mushrooms and we took mushrooms. And then after I ate them, I was like, wait, isn't your dad coming to this? And she was like, oh, yeah, but he won't care. And so (laughs) I was like trying to meet her dad. This is Um, the first time you met her dad. Yeah. And this is like our our fifth or sixth date. Oh my gosh. So it was like I know for me that's too soon to that's too soon to introduce someone to, to like my family, but it I think it definitely would have been I don't know. I <laughs> it was just it was like an odd situation. That didn't last like Godspeed wherever And you really are.
1: and really there's no more fertile ground to grow a relationship than than in the parking lot of a of a Hall and Oates yeah. concert high in mushrooms, and if you can't make it work, then you can't make it but work it, anywhere.
0: Because either that's that's who I was gonna be with forever, yeah,
1: or it gonna,
0: or I was just gonna fizzle out, and it was the latter. Uh, okay, but, but I was just impressed when he, after the show, I remembered his name, the dad's name,
1: Daryl Hall. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I was I was dating Daryl Hall's daughter. And he came up to me and he was like you know what you're pretty quirked up son <laughs> you're
1: pretty you're pretty worked up white boy if i do say so myself <laughs> and,
0: and i should know cuz i work i work with oats i know oats <laughs> uh no uh, their stage banter was was really funny between each other cuz they were like it was less like Guys who were in a band together and more just like, like a like an old married couple that didn't, but who like slept in separate bedrooms now, uh, and just like sort of had their own lives going on, because uh, like Hall kept talking about feeding his cats and stuff, and and hell yeah. and Oates was like was like, hey Daryl, we have a show to play.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great. Cr- it was an amazing dynamic. Yeah, right?
0: it was. It was a pretty awesome dynamic. And I'm like, I like. Is this always kind of been the the case? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think between the two of them, they create one unit mm. that matches all these criteria.
1: And you think they're quirked up? I think that, uh, I wouldn't have
0: without having seen them live and heard oh. their stage banter and heard Hall talking about all his fucking cat like feeding his cats and shit. And I mean I think even the mustache alone makes Oats a little gives Oats a very quirked up image.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, so I th- I no, I don't think they're like quintessential examples, but no. We got here th- via Soul Train.
1: But they're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah.
0: They're yeah, there's certain they, uh, they they're in the fit the up bill white to boy me boy of as as a unit. Solo careers no. I don't even want to hear the songs.
1: But by that same token, though, would you say Steely Dan? That's, that's a unit of two. Steely Dan could they potentially be? Were they quirked up enough? Oh, they were absolutely quirked up enough. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Fagin and um, Becker. Becker. Yeah, I mean, because I mean Walter Becker plays the guitar like way up here, <laughs> and they're like, because somehow somehow they're a, they're super cool by virtue of of not ever trying to be cool at all at actually kind of being sort of huge dorks.
1: That that was and kind of that their I sm- think, that was a sauce.
0: Yeah. I that I think that quality ha- is very quirked up.
1: Yeah, they they were they they were so normy that they went all the way around to being quirked up. Yeah. Like they 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 took um quirk quirkiness um as you know, they took normalcy as a as their path toward quirkiness. Yes. It was it was radical normalcy, yeah, <laughs> to which in the in service of quirking being quirked up, one hundred percent.
0: So yeah, and I I don't even think as a unit you have to do that. I think both of them individually. You can put them in an individual, uh, especially with because like I don't know if you've heard like Fagan's like solo stuff. I'm ignorant. Yeah, uh, Nightfly I think is the the one that I've heard, and that mm. that that one's really good. But yeah, they, uh, no, they, yeah, they were, I was, they were definitely busting it down sexual style. Oh, they were very, yeah, su- yeah, I think yeah. there was, su-
1: I mean, I think I only, was just about to say, did nah, but, it, then, but did they bust it down? Yeah. Harry, Cause Asia exists. That's true. It, th- I mean, musically they bust it down. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> those bass lines, whoo, those sacks. Yeah. They busted it down for sure. Now, another question about, a, about a unit. I mean, I also have on my list, um. Any of the Beatles?
0: Yeah, I had seen that, and I. So I think we could do a whole episode on this. Stuff. Just the Beatles. Being yeah. Up. So I, I want to cover this. I don't want to spend too much time on the because speed round. I like so personally, just in general, I love the Beatles. I'll always love the Beatles. I don't like to waste too many words on the Beatles because what could I
1: say that hasn't already been said? You could say that they're quirked up with a little bit of swag busting it down sexual style i don't think that's ever been said about any of the fab yeah i
0: so i think if we're (laughs) i think uh i i'm (laughs) loath to it i'm loath to describe john lennon as goaded in any sense and i know that is gonna be you know there's people that are gonna have a problem with that classic rock twitter is gonna come for you dude It'll, it'll it'll be the first time they've come for anybody in a long time. <laughs> Suckers. Uh, yeah,
1: I hope. Yeah, I hope this get makes the rounds. Uh, <laughs> but I think John definitely busted it down in the most sexual of styles. Um, that's maybe my only argument for. For John. me,
0: I think George is the one
1: busting it down in the most
0: sexual styles because he's the he's the quiet one. He doesn't need to be all boisterous and in the front there and like John to me is someone who's trying too hard a
1: lot of the time that's true uh, he had too much swag you might say
0: he's trying too hard um, he also tried too hard to be like like the the guy like promoting like peace and shit and <laughs> which is fine like peace is nice but it's like give it a chance yeah it, I mean imagine
1: I, 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 <laughs> imagine if you will yeah yeah <laughs> Um, I I really wanted I really want to say you know just just to cover the other two, Ringo, I think he might be he might be my choice as as the Beatle who busted it down. He was quirked, I mean all four are quirked up. That's un, that's yeah. that is undeniable, and I think he busted it down in the most sexual of styles. Um, Paul, well I mean his his wife was like a a model and actress. He's the yeah. only one who mm-hmm. like dated a model and actress. That oh Ring, I mean to. Ringo was a full player. Um, but I think, I mean, uh, uh, Paul, he, he definitely busted it down. I mean, obviously quirked up very white. Um, but he, I don't think he's, his busting was quite so sexual. He was, he was, um, he was the cute one, you know, he's, um, he's a little more like playful and, and, um, I don't know, like ribbing. I don't think publicly. I bet, I bet Linda could, uh. Linda would uh, would argue otherwise. Yeah, she, if she
0: was still with us, she she could be like, "Oh no, he's a fucking freak." Yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, did you watch? Did you watch Get Back? Of course, I watched. I, Get mean, Back. It's um, I mean, it's incredible. But yeah, but yeah, there I mean, was like, was that Linda quote that was like, you know, people always think that um, John was the um, John was the the funny and the brash one, and Paul was the sweet, kind one. But really, you know, they had they had. Plenty of of that in each other. Like Paul was, yeah. Paul was super acerbic and mean when he had to be. If you've seen Get Back, you absolutely know what she's talking about. He's the
0: one that's trying to wrangle them together, and get them together. He's a
1: megalomaniac in a lot of ways. It comes off crazy. Yeah. About. Well, I
0: think I think John is too in a lot of ways. I, but I think in just like a more in a in a very different way. Where I think Paul was like, this is our job. Like we're musicians. We're here to record a freaking album. Mm-hmm. And they also didn't. Uh, I talked about this documentary last time I was here with with Hassan Barclay. Uh, what's notable about those sessions is uh, George Martin had died, yes. and so he was kind of their father figure. He was the one getting them together and keeping them on track, and they didn't really have anyone to do it. So the fact that like Paul was like, "I feel this responsibility to 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 do this and to to make sure we're all doing our jobs," sort of did create a little resentment from the other ones where right. they were like. You're not our boss. Yes. And he was like, "Well, someone has to be." Some, yeah, someone's got to like push for this stuff to get done. Yeah, in that documentary, I also felt like John, like every time the camera was on him, he was acting weird on purpose.
1: <laughs> yeah, he he was out of his gourd. Yeah,
0: than that. Oh no, yeah, yeah, he's he's totally blasted on acid. Uh, all kinds like of he, stuff. He like he was doing acid like every day. If if stories are. Mm. To be believed, but I also think he was doing it, like he was playing it up for the cameras a little bit. Where like he his 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 footage feels the least authentic in many Absolutely. ways. Absolutely, because I think Absolutely. he's like playing up this this character rather than just being himself.
1: He's sort of like all bits, like John. Like he's always doing a voice. He's always doing a like some kind of like riff on something. Yeah. Um, which might just be like a factor of his, a facet of his personality and tying it back to the subject at hand, it it makes him extremely quirked up. Um, And certainly I think I would say the most quirked up of the Beatles. Um, But,
0: but I feel like that quirked upness from him is like a facade. Like it's not, mm. it's not natural. Like he's, he's built it up as, as almost like an armor as a shield to like deflect his actual personality mm. where I feel so true I feel quarking, like
1: true quirked upness comes from within.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like the other three are all quirked up in their own ways, but it's all it's always feels very authentic whenever I see footage of them or listen to interviews. Um, it, it feels much more natural. Mm. But yeah, no, I'd say I'd say,
1: <laughs> you know, so we can put that to bed.
0: Like or dislike the Beatles, they are one of the most. The They're bigg- certainly the a band. Bands, they yeah. are
1: certainly a rock band. Uh, <laughs> Say what you will about the Beatles, but they were definitely a band. Uh,
0: what I like about that band is that they feel like a band.
1: Yeah, they played instruments, which is a
0: perfect segue <laughs> to to someone else who I think. Yeah, we're gonna. I, think I know we're gonna. He's been about. he's been in the news a lot the past couple weeks. Harry Styles. Boy, now, oh boy. Now, because he's... When we first brainstormed this episode, I was saying he's a good he's a good modern example of this. But now, a lot has made me... <laughs> New information has come to light. <laughs> has made me double back. Again, so this is a, a good parallel to John Lennon where I feel like his quirked-upness is a little for show. It's a fantasy. Yeah. Uh... I mean the whole first, the whole thing he said about uh, gay sex in on film is usually just two men going at it.
1: Which <laughs> is, hey, <laughs> uh,
0: and then, so this, the week that we're recording this for the context of the listeners, this has been the, the don't worry, darling, uh, Per, like just to press, situate you in time, like right. yeah, press run and like it premiered at the Venice Film Festival the other day, and there's a whole like, I don't want to call it a scandal because it's not. It seems like it's really nothing, it's, and it's, people
1: are just bored this week. Yeah, it's uh, it's the most interesting nothing that you could yeah. you could sink your teeth into. <laughs> it's it's very it's 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 ripe. Yeah, it's ripe for speculation.
0: <laughs> it's it's this. Drama, air quotes, drama, is so boring that I it has me listening to BBC World News again. <laughs> Cause, cause listening I'm like, to British news media. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know you're
1: down bad. Yeah,
0: because I'm like, I have to hear the like all the evils and ills befalling the world right now. I'd rather hear about that than fucking, did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? Or does Florence Pooh <laughs> Florence Pooh. <laughs> Poo. Does Florence Pooh even want to be there, or? Florence <laughs> Pooh. Uh, so and then another thing, uh, uh, Harry Styles said was the thing I love about this movie is that it feels like a movie. I'm pumping my fist right now. Please. Yeah, <laughs> like a Jersey club <laughs> <Yeah>. guy. Uh, <laughs> and it, I haven't seen the, the movie, but
1: I bet it does. I sure b- want to believe that it is twenty four frames a second. Uh in a dark room. There's three acts, let me tell you. Yep. Uh this is the beginning. You got a middle. <laughs>
0: and you got a minute. Wraps it all up. <laughs> I so it's like I heard that. I, I watched the little clip of him. And one, it's hilarious because Chris Pine is like just sitting Dead there man. and like, yeah. And that's the best acting I've ever seen that man do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause he's kind of he's kind of hilarious as a person, but he's never really been in anything that is all that good. Like Star Trek is
1: maybe his best known and best role, maybe.
0: Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, he's he's never really been in. Like, no offense to the man, but he's got to get a better agent. I think he's getting cast opposite this fucking One Direction dude. The only reason Harry Styles was any good in Dunkirk was cuz his they
1: he was heavy he Yeah,
0: he didn't talk at all. He didn't So yeah, I I think that I mean, I think I think time there's still time to tell. Still with with Harry Sherman, with with Harry Styles, yeah. I'm also like I've been on cuz I I like the man's music. I think Good I tunes. think his solo career has been pretty solid enjoyable uh I really like the last album uh my big problem with it was that he released it the day before my birthday
1: that was just unkind Harry's
0: uh, an artist named Harry releasing an al- album named Harry's house the day before my birthday he didn't even come to your house for your birthday it was a little rude it's it's unthinking it's a little rude because that's
1: that's my weekend I think he okay. should apologize.
0: I would like a public apology from <laughs> Harry
1: Styles. But I mean, but in terms of a, a a quirked up white boy who busts it down sexual style, I'm I'm rem, I'm you know I can't think of another uh, person today working in that idiom, um, who's who's at his level right now, other than someone else who added to my list, the lead singer of the 1975 Matthew Healy. Okay. Are you uh, are you a nineteen seventy five fan?
0: I I I I like them when I listen to them. I sometimes I hear a lot about I hear things that he says,
1: and he's I think definitely
0: corked up. I think he also is in a position where he is trying too hard, and I think this is, I think this is um, a symptom of being young, being in your twenties mm. and being famous, mm-hmm. where you are you are trying too hard. And and that's why I want to say with with Harry Styles and with Matt Healy, I think time will tell. Like, I think they fit the bill now, mm-hmm. but I do think their 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 quirks are a little played up, and I think that might be whether whether it's them personally deciding to do that or their their management team like trying to help them craft uh, craft an image. Mm. But because I could very easily see Harry Styles in twenty years being super fucking
1: normie. yeah, and super. He'll be like Billy yeah. Joel,
0: yeah. <laughs> he might. He might end up in a Joel esque state of being,
1: right? But I mean, in in that in that regard, I mean, do you think that you know a true? You we can't identify a true quirked up white boy um, until like twenty. You know with the benefit of hindsight, it's sort of like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Where you can't get in until like, whatever, 30 years after your mm. first album comes out or something. It's like, that's when your eligibility starts.
0: Well, so I think, and we're moving away from music, two people that had come to mind for me who are still very, very much in, you know, well, one of them, it's it's weird to think that he's still in a very early state in his career. Actually, both of them, because they've been, famous since they were teenagers but uh Daniel Radcliffe and Robert Pattinson yes actors now I feel like they're doing it in a much more authentic way than Harry Styles right they where Harry Styles it feels like a performance a lot of the time where I think Daniel Radcliffe and Robert Pattinson are just kind of generally odd fellas
1: yeah that you can't help but like—you you see them on screen, and the, the choices they're making. In the case of Radcliffe, where like th- th- this—the only a, a truly quirked up white boy would would make these kind of movies and make these choices.
0: Radcliffe, who's about to uh, play Weird Al Yankovic who I—I th-
1: I mean, talk about a quirked up white boy who busted yeah. down sexual style. Well. <laughs> a, a, a long silence has entered
0: <laughs> the room was, I don't know that I've the ever greatest, thought
1: the greatest argument in, in threat history closed after 400 comments I don't was know was Weird Al sexual <laughs> Yeah, w- was he busting it
0: down sexual style I don't know if I've ever thought of Weird Al because this is a new concept to me because I don't think I've ever thought of Weird Al and sexuality in the same the same breath right you know? so I certainly think that, quirked up. He's certainly quirked. Certainly up. Certainly goaded with the sauce. Absolutely. Mm.
1: Was he sexual? I think. I think. I think we're he not does, qualified.
0: Does Weird Al fuck? No. I think this is another one. That I think he's fit in the David Byrne category, mm. where yeah, I, I, I don't think. No. Yeah, I don't think he, he's busting it down sexual style.
1: I think he may become horny, but he he just like turns he just turns it into he starts playing a kazoo or something. He doesn't really know what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> He'll just like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm feeling all these urges. I better get out my <laughs> my accordion. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, no weird owl is a uh, guy's weird. Hey,
0: yeah, but Radcliffe and Pattinson, mm. I think are, I think they fit the bill. And, and I think it's in a much more authentic way than a Harry Styles.
1: In I mean, I I didn't write down any actors on my list, but I mean, do you think Timothy Chalamet is is a quirked up white boy busting it down sexual style?
0: No, I think people want to
1: bust him down sexual style. I don't. You don't think he busts it down himself?
0: One, I don't really think he's quirked up. You don't think he's so, quirked up? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. He's he's so fucking overrated. Oh, I'm gonna say it. He's good looking. He's good looking for sure. Yep. I get why every the whole internet wants to shake his bones. But <laughs> Bones and all. He was he was really good in Call Me by Your Name. I Super that good. That was a, a great performance. I've never really been impressed with other things he's done. I don't think he's
1: that quirky. Mm. I, I think he wears clothes like yes that these are outward expressions of one's that that are statements that
0: are like but I think it's all very much to 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 buy in to this image he's he's uh been attributed or that has been attributed to him as like as like the white twink
1: of the year twink of the twink of the decade (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, name another twink you can't no (laughs) Yeah,
0: but yeah, and so I don't think he's goaded with the sauce. No, I don't really think he's all that quirked up, and I, I don't really think he's busting down sexual style. Well, even though I think he's very good looking, and I know that so many people I know, wanna, wanna wanna call him by his name. I'm trying to come up with a sexual pun with Chalamet, but, uh, yeah, yeah, um. They, I mean, they, they want to. No, it's not working. Uh, <laughs> Next. Yeah it's, uh, yeah, it's I. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's up there. I th- I think he's zero of three. Actually,
1: I think he at least gets... I mean, he's, a, he's definitely white.
0: <laughs> he's, you he's, can't say that. He is white.
1: He he, he <laughs> he's Timothy a white Chalamet boy. Is white. He's a white boy. Yeah.
0: Uh, I I give him a little bit of swipe. I I'd give him a, I give him a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy, if you want to
1: get in here, <laughs> yeah. and, uh he should come on the, he should come on the pod.
0: Yeah, he should come on the pod and maybe, maybe argue his case mm-hmm. here. But yeah, no, I, I, I don't really think he, he is this. He fits this archetype. So of our
1: generation, right? Like, who, who right now is someone we can look at and be like. That is a white boy who is quirked up, and he's busting it down sexual style, like right. I mean, we said Pattinson, we said um, we said we said Radcliffe, Harry Styles on the outs. I mean, uh, are these are these our guys? Are these who um, you know we can we can say are are are, are our generation's torchbearers of being a little bit goaded with the sauce, think, busting it down sexual style.
0: I think just for the the sake. Of- that those are like the names that we've come up with, like the you know after brainstorming after doing our research, I think, yeah, I think those are sort of the the four happening now um, of the younger like under thirty five.
1: Oh, under thirty five. Okay, uh, I have I have one more that I mean he's he's working on like a slightly smaller scale, um, perfume genius. Oh yeah yeah I mean. I don't know how old he is. He might he might be over thirty five. Sorry, Mike. If you're, <laughs> I don't know how old you are. Um, I think he's about my age. He might be. So I think um, he's
0: around thirty, early thirties.
1: But I think you know that, that he is certainly he's That's certainly a corked up. He's definitely goaded with the sauce. Oh, he's forty. Oh shit. Sorry, yeah. you're off the you're off the list.
0: No, no, but he's, no, 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 but he's he, on the list.
1: He's on the list. He yeah. He's just not you know
0: not under thirty five. But
1: the thirty I, under thirty five corked up white boys. <laughs> Busting it down sexual style. But I, you know, he's, he's, his style is unequivocally sex, sexual.
0: Yeah. I, no,
1: I, I agree. I think he, he's,
0: I, he's definitely goaded with the sauce. Not only is he an incredibly talented musician, he's also,
1: uh, an incredibly talented dancer, an incredibly talented, uh, tweeter of tweets. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So perfume genius absolutely fits this bill. But yeah, as far as uh, like other modern ones, like on the younger side, for for millennials and and Zoomers, I think those are, you know, there's pl- I think there's plenty of room. Mm. Like, there's plenty of room for someone to, to fields wide up. open because again, like as I was saying about Harry Styles, like time, time is a factor with Harry Styles mm. because I think he has to, he has to keep. Proving himself or else I'm going to start thinking that this is
1: a facade. <laughs> you better be, you better yeah. be become, you know, keep being quirked up or else yeah. you're going to lose.
0: Yeah. And I, I, you know, how, if it's a facade, how much energy does he have to keep this up?
1: You're right. Okay. Enough about the modern era. I'm sick of it. All right. Please take us back to 1870. <laughs> I'm dying to know. <laughs> I'm dying to know.
0: Does the term dandy mean anything yes, to you? Yes, it does. Okay. So dandyism became very popular in uh, the late Victorian era in Europe, which was
1: like men dressing very fashionably, like a uh, like the you know the, you know the um, the the New Yorker guy. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's the he's the, he's the dandy, right? He's that's what they call him. He's a dandy, and so I think you know monocle, top hat, coattails. eighteen
0: seventies. We have. Arthur Rimbaud the poet I I think he is absolutely like when I was trying to think back as far as I could he, like he was as far back as I could go and he was writing in the 1870s and certainly like emphasis on the boy part because he he only he wrote his poetry and he's an incredibly famous poet mm. and pretty influential but he wrote all his poetry in the span of four years, from when he was seventeen to twenty. Yeah, yeah. And then he stopped entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was absolutely quirked up with a little bit of swag.
1: Yeah, goaded with the sauce
0: and busting it down sexual style. Yes, fucking Paul Verlaine.
1: One hundred percent. And you know you, the whole romantic poetry school. Like yeah, you, you got Keats, man. Keats, another another you know white boy. Working an extremely short period of time, died when he was what, like twenty five years old. So he, you know, he's under the he's under the threshold of mm. <laughs> of a young person. He's under thirty five. Um, but super sex. I mean, this like super romantic sexual poetry and like you know, um, you know, one could argue that that a poet could never bust anything down. But I I would disagree. I think a poet. It's oh no,
0: oh no. Po- the one of the whole reasons that poetry got really popular was to fuck. Absolutely. Like, you know, poetry can be many things. Poetry, you know, now, like, it can be so meaningful to so many different people and so many different writers and can have so much, such a wide impact in so many areas, you know, like, socially or, or, um, you know, you can, it can be very personal, it can talk about, uh, you know, talk about the state of society, or like various forms of oppression, right? Uh, but there will always be poetry that was written to get laid.
1: Absolutely. And so
0: I think there is an inherent busting it down to a lot of, a lot, especially a, a lot of white boy poetry, st- a very sexual style. Because uh, white boys often like don't have anything yeah. else to like, like. They don't really have anything in society or like politically to really have to write poetry to tackle. Exactly. You know, like they white boys have had it pretty good for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. So white boy poetry is very much to fuck. Absolutely. Most of the time. And so I yeah I think I think
1: a lot of po- especially starting in the 1800s. For Lane, yeah, Rambo. Back to Dylan, yeah, D- Verlaine and Rambo. What's that? What's that song? Eyes um, uh, t- t- t-
0: t- like Verlaine and Rambo. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh,
1: you're, you're gonna make me lonely once I go. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jinx. <laughs> Blood on the tracks. Blood <laughs> on the tracks.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> Famously covered by Miley Cyrus.
1: She covered that? She
0: covered that. Yeah. That's rules. There's a collection of, of Dylan covers, and she covered that one. Oh, that's so sick. Yeah, and
1: I don't remember. I wish we stuff. could put her... We should have. I mean, if if this podcast could be, like, eight hours long, we, we could have a whole subsection of, like, you know, non-men. Who, Non-white men. Non... non- men. Oh, I was going to do honorable
0: mentions at the end. Oh, okay. Well, perfect, perfect, yeah. perfect. Of, of people who are like, you would fit the bill entirely. So close. But you're not a white man, and mm-hmm. probably... For the best, <laughs> probably for the best. So, Rembo. Uh, at the same same time, in the U.S., you have Whitman. One hundred um, percent, goaded with the sauce. Then, fast forward a little bit in the eighteen hundreds. Someone I had mentioned in the DMs, Oscar Wilde. Definitely,
1: um,
0: and a lot of these proto examples are are queer. So,
1: yes, yes, uh, which is
0: a very interesting.
1: Just, just, just you know, a note about yeah. About white boys who busted down sexual style. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, it's an expression of of queer identity for sure.
0: Yeah, and so that is that's what's going on in the eighteen hundreds, mm. and I feel like this. I almost because I, I want to examine this as as it progresses because I feel like it's very much
1: a a sign of the times, not in the Harry style sense. And uh, not even the Prince sense. Prince, by the way, who should be an honorable mention. We'll get. He, to. Uh, he is. Yeah, <laughs> he, he is
0: one of the honorable mentions, actually. Um, but because uh, I feel like it's it's because this the this archetype is making a comeback now. Absolutely. That like because everybody we're talking about could very well be described as a dandy if this was a totally so it's really just the term that, it's the really day. just the term that's changed mm-hmm. like the uh but like the archetype is really at the end of the day the same thing yeah and i think it comes and goes sort of based on societal views and depictions of masculinity
1: yeah i mean the the, the white boy who started it all um who started i mean us on this conversation on this tangent buddy holly Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. I was thinking a lot about him in the lead up to this this recording, um, and just the way these the the ways in which a white boy was allowed to be quirked up in the public sphere in the fifties, in the fifties, um, and how sexual he could bust it down in in that time um, was was there I mean he, there were limits how on how quirked up you could be on how sexual you could bust it down. So I mean, and and then you have someone who you know like Elvis. Who um, took that to a whole other level? I mean, you can argue—he's certainly
0: busted it down. He's
1: certainly style. busted it down. Sexual stuff, the the hips, the the legs, the shaking, yeah. the whole everything, I mean, everything about him. Um, I think
0: he's. I don't really think he's that quirky.
1: I was just going to. You could. You could. You could totally make an argument that he's. He might not be quite quirked up. If, if you've seen the Elvis movie, that might present him as being very quirked up. But uh, uh, you know, I don't. I'm not. I'm no expert. I'm no scholar.
0: I I don't I don't think he was, but I also like I haven't seen the movie. I don't really like Boslerman that much. I was probably just... Boslerman is a
1: quirked up white boy. Talk about a bo- uh, Talk fair, about a quirked yeah. up white boy.
0: I mean, it's interesting that they're that Buddy Holly is operating in the '50s, which is a very um, a very conservative era. Super. And I feel like it. Uh, you know, we go back to the the late. 1800s that we were just talking about like sort of the tail end of that Victorian era in in Europe where that is you know even though you know like Oscar Wilde was imprisoned for being gay right um you know you still there's still sort of like a, a loosening in the progress in the historical progression of yeah like
1: we're we're entering an age where a white boy can be a little more quirked up, who the, a white boy can bust it down in a more sexual style. It's it's the, these ideas they're loosening. Gone is the stringency of
0: of puritanism, which had kind of been kind of been in place since uh, really since, since, since post post Renaissance, <laughs> Enlightenment era oh, is, is very unquirky. Mm. But you go back to the Renaissance, and you'll we we you know we could go we could absolutely find examples of this in in renaissance mm-hmm. era totally but then before that i feel like middle ages it probably wasn't a thing although i there we probably just don't know their names but i bet there were court jesters in the middle ages who were like yeah really busting it down busting it down sexual stuff <laughs> like one of those like i feel like that's an archetype in medieval like yeah. stories where it's like there's like some court jester who like is just so so whimsical and funny that yes. like the queen starts getting eyes for him and the king has to like i feel like yeah. that's is that not like a famous story that's that's got to be something so yeah i i think every era you can go back and find an example of this and i mm. feel like the the societal reaction to that is very much dictated by by society's ideas of masculinity at the time
1: absolutely um and you know, like you said, it's it's eternal. Since time immemorial, there have been white boys who are corked up with a little bit of swag. Who busts it down sexual style? And and God God loved them all. <laughs> you know, I know a, I know a carpenter who was a <laughs> who was a little bit a little bit of swag. Uh
0: I mean I'd say he was a lot of bit swag. <laughs> 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 Uh, <laughs> yeah I I, mean, right. <laughs> I I think honestly I think Christianity is one of the biggest enemies to the quirked up white boy with a little bit of swag go with the sauce bus and down sexual style mm-hmm. if anything is preventing preventing more white boys from embodying that archetype it is
1: the, the stringencies of conservative religion 100% religion really lets you be so quirked up yeah Within the within the confines of of the faith,
0: yeah. Which, I mean, for I mean, I this is specifically Catholicism now, but for a religion with its own little macarena dance moves, <laughs> and uh, that tells you that like God is this cracker, is this little fl- I'll, true one that's cored up. Pope Pope Francis, they taste so fucking bad. Shots fired. Yeah. It, get, get a little get a little seasoning on it. Leave it to
1: leave it to white boys to <laughs> serve on where, seasoned where are the communion and, wafers. Where are the Flamin' hot communion wafers? Ah! <laughs> Put a little Cool Ranch on All it. All right, yeah. We're well, now we're getting into
0: religion. <laughs> now I I have to veer away from this. now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm
1: gonna get canceled. I'm gonna go to hell. That's that's the ultimate cancellation. I like to have fun. Just because you're a little corked up, you go to hell. Come on. Uh,
0: <laughs> Couple other people that I had written down, <laughs> getting back to the modern era, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Um, Elton John, yes, Elton John, absolutely, three out of three, totally. Uh, I'd had, he had, just because he'd come to mind, but Willem Dafoe, I think he's yeah, older side, but I think
1: he he has a sexual style to him.
0: Yeah, and I think uh I mean, have you seen Antichrist? No, I haven't oh. seen
1: Antichrist. I've seen um I've seen Last Temptation of Christ, the other oh, yeah, <laughs> the other yeah. biblical movie that he's in. <laughs> getting again back to Jesus well, It all comes I back. mean, doesn't it all yeah, always come back? Amen. To Jesus? Yeah. Um but he's he's uh, he's quirked up in that.
0: Uh I no, I mean that's like a very there's some very graphic uh, sexual scenes in that.
1: That's all I'll say. <laughs> uh. Yeah, he's 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 on there. He's on there for sure.
0: It's hard to, but d- he's definitely quirked up.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to pin actors down because again, it's it's all such a like a it's part of their persona and like who are they really like um, freaking um, like is Al Pacino a quirked up white boy?
0: Yes, yes, he is quirked up. He he you don't think of him immediately, but especially when you get when you go on in his career. Uh, And and especially when you watch his interviews, like Al Pacino not playing a character.
1: Oh, he's insane. He's, yeah,
0: he's he's quirky (laughs) as hell.
1: He's really quirky. Yeah. Um. Like De Niro, like I'm thinking, you know, the, is he a quirked up white boy? Did he bust it down in a sexual manner?
0: I think, I think, yeah, I don't think he's, I don't think he's that quirked up.
1: Yeah. He's, he's, he's interesting, but he's not quirked up. Yeah. I think that's an inter- that's an important distinction to make. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, but, but I mean, actors, I mean, like you said, like there is something about Willem Dafoe's screen persona that is that fits with this archetype, right? You know, like same with Pattinson, same with, um, same with Radcliffe. There's something about the way that they play on screen, something about their energy is a little bit, it's, it's quirked up. Frankly, it's quirked up. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's part of their, it's part of their persona. It's part of who they are. It's what they bring to a, to an energy. Um, did you want to talk about uh, fictional characters?
0: Yes. Yeah, so I, I mean, I only was able
1: to <laughs> write down one fictional character, but,
0: um, I was going to, I said 2D from gorillas. Oh, cool.
1: That's kind of double duty as a musician and a fictional character.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, no, I'm, I'm separating him from
1: Damon Albarn. Who, interestingly enough, is he a quirked up white boy busting it down sexual style?
0: I don't know that he's he's definitely quirked up, especially when you watch some old blur videos. Yeah, he's he definitely had a quirked up vibe to him for sure. Um, I think he's goaded with the sauce. He's one of my favorite musicians ever. One hundred
1: percent with you there. I, but but you're saying his busting
0: it down sexual style.
1: But but this is what's interesting about his sort of avatar. Um, with two D, that character is is a lot more. He has a sexual style.
0: Yeah, um, I think two D fucks.
1: Two D definitely fucks. I think him and Noodle are doodling <laughs> the, in the back of that Jeep. And two um, D is white, right? That's my only wrinkle with this submission. Yeah,
0: I think I think Noodle is supposed to be some kind of Asian. Yeah. yeah. But and I one do of them is th- like I just a monster, right? Is, like Murdoch. Murdoch <laughs> just like is like a goblin. Yeah, he's. Well, he's there's there's a whole there's a whole lore and story to that, I
1: don't like. I know it.
0: Well, because Murdoch at one point like drugged 2D. What and, uh, this is like plastic beach era, I believe. Oh my god. Or maybe before that, yeah. The, Murdoch like drugged 2D and like kept him kept him sedated until they had to perform a show or something. Yeah. You should look into the, like gorilla, the gorilla's <laughs> lore. Uh, it's pretty nifty. Each album has like a thing
1: going. On. Whoa, interesting. Randa.
0: But yeah, 2D, I think he's got he's got like sad boy energy for sure. Uh huh. But that that I don't think is a uh, is ever directly clashing with with the rest of these qualities. Yeah. Um. In any case, let like 2D's or or not. Mm-hmm. Um. See, that was the fictional character that came to my mind immediately.
1: Uh I don't know if you Oh know. yeah, I got I got a, I was thinking about it. Number one for me, Fox Mulder. Uh from oh, X Files. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh Foxy Mulder. He's certainly sexual style. He certainly has a sexual style. Uh he's definitely quirked up. He's he's spooky, as we as he's described. Um and he's a he's a white Boy, he's quirked up. He's he's yeah. I yeah. think he fits. Um, and I was also thinking about um, um, uh, Coop from Twin Peaks. Yes, yes. I was th- I was, I was really really wrestling with this. Like, okay, Duke Dale Cooper. He's certainly, he's one of the whitest boys we have on television. Um, he's definitely quirked up. He's so unquestionably so, quirked up. So quirked up. Does he bust it down sexual style? He's desired. He's very desirable in the show, within the show. But does he himself bust it down sexual style? That's my question to you.
0: I think so. I I think so because I, because as soon as soon as like Annie is introduced at the end of season two, mm. like we, he just needed a catalyst to bring out. Because when it when it's Audrey trying to sleep with him in the first season, yeah, he do, you know he does the the correct thing and is like, Shut hey, I'm down. not going to sleep with a high school student. <laughs> King, but you know, as soon as someone age appropriate for him is introduced in the show as a love interest, mm-hmm. then he's like, oh, time to time to get that swag on, one
1: hundred percent. Yeah, and there's there's also something about just the world of like all David Lynch things have a weird sexuality to them. Like I was even thinking about um um Blue Velvet, which I haven't actually seen, but I was just like I just know that that's a very like sensual sexual movie and certainly a quirked up one. Um but but like, you know, the 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 context within which Dale Cooper exists with you know that that Lynch puts him in, it's it's got this like it's Lynch. Lynch is a quirked up white boy, first of all. Lynch so, is David Lynch is unquestionable And
0: honestly, he's busting it down. He's busting
1: all the way down. Yeah. So, so Lynch, I mean, Lynch is, 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 is in this category. And I think all of his, all of his, uh, characters, at least all of his, his like,
0: protagonists, his, his
1: I Exactly. I, I actually wrote down any David Lynch protagonist on my list. Um, so, so yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I think, I think, I think with your endorsement, Dale Cooper is on the list. He's, yeah. A, he's a, he's in there. I, I
0: like. I don't think his his focus is busting it down sexual style. No, but I think it's. He's there to solve a crime. I think it's. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's there. Okay, because if that if that show was directed by like anybody else, then he'd be fucking every episode. Exactly. He'd be, he'd be having sex all over that town. Exactly. He'd be. He would have run through that town the log, three times the over. Log lady, Shelley. Yeah. It would just be oh, bedlam. So. Oh. <laughs> Your uh, favorite Twin Peaks
1: girl? Best oh, best girl. girl. Twin, Twin Peaks. Oh, that's hard. I think Shelly, Honestly, I'm. I'm. She's. Just I'm so always good. caught between Audrey and Shelly. I love. I. I love I do Audrey. Love, I, yeah, I do love Shelly a lot. Shelly's just so pure. And, I just and good. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and you know, like I think. I think I. You know, part of me needs that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that loyalty. Uh, because like I certainly wouldn't abuse her like Leo does.
1: No, you you, you would her her right? <laughs> s-
0: sometimes I want to get into a little trouble. Yeah, and that's w-
1: that's, where, that's what that's you was call off Alph- Audrey. Audrey Horn, my
0: my sneaky link with Audrey Horn. <laughs> uh, yeah, if I was on a character on Twin
1: Peaks. Yeah, if you were a character on Twin Peaks, you'd be you'd be all you you would be a Bobby. Oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's better than. It's better than being James, right? Oh, God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to be James. Uh, <laughs>
0: uh, singing singing my songs. What a beautiful
1: song it is. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. I think I'm Sheriff Truman. Just for the, you know, you didn't ask, but. <laughs> no, no, that's. <laughs> um. um
0: I actually th- not to not to have main character syndrome, but I think Coop is probably the one I relate really to most on the show.
1: Yeah, I think if you watch that show and you're not, you don't come away being like, I am Dale Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody kind of wants to be. It, yeah, yeah, he's he's a masculine ideal. That's yeah. why he's a white player who busts down sexual yeah. style.
0: You know, he he's also like, you know, there's like a, there's like a. I don't want to say it's an innocence about him because he's not naive. Exactly. You know, he's not naive, he's not gullible, but he he is because he has such intuition that uh-huh. like he'll if you just tell him the truth, like he'll trust you. Yes. And like but he can tell if you're lying. Uh-huh. Uh because he has the, he has this connection he's mystical. to mystical. Yeah, he has this connection to mysticism that is Just such a wonderful quality for a TV detective to have. Probably not the guy you want. Like if, like in the real world, if your like spouse was murdered and the detective (laughs) showed up and was and was like, all right, we're gonna throw a rock at a bottle, and And that's how I'll determine what the suspects are. Say their name. Say someone's name before I throw this rock at a bottle. If if the bottle breaks,
1: then that (laughs) then they're on the suspects list. Uh, yeah, that's a scene <laughs> from Twin Peaks. Yep. I was rewatching that today in my for my research, um, and I was like, I like, yep, definitely check, definitely quirked up. Yeah, hundred percent. That's not
0: the per- <laughs> the actual person you want. No. But for TV, fucking great TV. If
1: every if everyone in the FBI was Dale Cooper, we'd have a better world.
0: Oh, I had, um, and I don't actually know where he fits in. But he's definitely quirked up and he's definitely good with the sauce. I just, again, I think you're right at the top of the show saying that, like, it's this third one busting it down sexual style that a lot hinges on. Mm -hmm. And so I was wondering, Kurt Cobain.
1: I really thought about Cobain too. I really did. I don't think he himself busted it down in a style that you would call sexual. Mm -hmm. I think that when you, when we, the audience look at him, we're like, oh, well, he's definitely sexual. Like he's, he's a sex symbol. Um, but I think in the way that he busted it down, you, it's, it would be hard to argue that it was, it was sexual in nature. Like, um, I, think that's fair. I think, I, I mean, I, 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 really, really labored on this. I tr- truly, truly did. Um, one of the, you know, he's an iconic rock and roll frontman. And the rock and roll frontman archetype lends itself really, really well to this, ar- to this, to this, you know, this category. Like pretty, like pretty much every like hair metal guy is a quirked up white boy busting it down sexual style. Like Axl Rose, like all of those, um, you know, Motley Crue dudes and whatever. Like that's super. They're super quirked up. They're super sexual style. I,
0: don't
1: know I, I, did, I did I just, just like did I drop I a bomb?
0: I, maybe because I don't really like Guns and Roses that much, and I don't. I think Axl Rose is a fucking douche, but I don't know that he's. I would never think of him as quirked up. Hmm. Nor would I consider him good at the sauce
1: either. But that's a whole. That's that's a matter of personal taste. Yeah. Um. Uh, but but either way, I mean, I I do but... think that that sort of uh like
0: long haired like eighties front yes. thing, that is certainly sex
1: god kind of idea i
0: think it's bust it definitely busting it down sexual style in the sense that like that was presented so much at the time as as these guys are super hot yeah like these guys are supposed to be super hot. sex symbols and you can take that as far back as like uh robert plant come mm. on the podcast you son of a bitch you coward <laughs> come on uh, come on robert robert bobby every time you come up Bobby P. You know, I know you're listening. <laughs> uh, and, and even uh, like Jim Morrison before him. Totally. Totally. He probably, because he was pretty quirked up. Oh, he was super he was, quirked up, he was, dude. He was a pretty weird guy.
1: Weird uh, If I think if you're buried, if you're buried in uh, chase, that that's an automatic, like, you're a quirked up white boy. Yeah. But, I mean, back to the classic rock front man, I think, I mean, another, I feel like it's totally obvious and we didn't even say it, Mick Jagger.
0: Yeah, I remember you had, I had seen that on your list.
1: Mick Jagger, I think, is is up definitely there with Bowie. Up. Definitely up there with Bowie for me on the on the Rushmore of Quirked Up White Boys. I mean, he was definitely quirked up.
0: Somehow he has all three. He hit, hits all three criteria, yeah. but yet in my mind, I'm still having trouble, like, like considering him
1: he sort of has the opposite as problem the he sort of has the opposite problem to like you know the harry excuse me the harry styles is of the world where like he's almost had too much time in the spotlight to marinate mm-hmm. and it's made him less quirky and less of a sexual style um and you know just old ass Mick Jagger in leather pants <laughs> strutting around on a giant stage is um it doesn't feel as as quite as quirked up, quite as sexual a style. It's
0: not even that because, like, I know that he's like historically, it, like he has all three criteria, and yeah. yet I still can't like marry those three criteria together to consider him.
1: He's a weird in, case in the archetype. Yeah,
0: which is like sort of the opposite of uh, sort of the opposite of some other people we were saying earlier who like come off at yeah he is a good analog to Harry Styles where like Harry Styles seems to have all the qualities right but they seem like performative in a way mm-hmm. where like he he fits the archetype but I don't know that he has any of the individual qualities whereas Mick Jagger has all the individual qualities but yet somehow doesn't fit the archetype and there's this is a very weird weird paradigm
1: that I've just now. <laughs> <laughs> Outline. Yes. Yeah. Um yeah, he's yeah, is I was honestly surprised it took me that long to arrive at him because he's when you when you when you say Mick Jagger is a quirked up white boy busted down sexual style, you're like, Oh, of course. But then you think about it and you're like, Well, you know, he of course he of course he was. We all know that. It's like a no- thing we know about him, but
0: So is it something that you can lose? Is I think it a
1: status y- that you can lose? I think it's it's a badge of honor that you wear and it can be taken away. Mm. who's lost it who who did we give it to i know i'm putting you on the spot here who did we gi- who is someone that maybe at one time had it and then has Ooh. since lost it
0: Ooh. Um.
1: i mean we we could i mean sort of like what we talked about with with bob dylan like we're like different different eras of your career different different parts of your life you were at one time more quirked up or more sexual in style um and then I have since um, waned in those in those fact in those uh, in those areas. But Austin. I don't know if there's any. I mean,
0: I'll stop right there. When you said waned, what came to mind is Mike Myers. I feel like he's lost it. Maybe it's just because I'm hoping for a new Austin Powers movie. But also, like, no offense to the man, but he's not that he was ever much of a much of a looker. But I, I feel like people don't. He's not in the best
1: shape now. Well, I mean I also want to say that you don't have to be good looking to bust it down sexual stuff. No, no, no,
0: absolutely not. But I don't think people want to watch an Austin Powers movie. All right, you know, here's a here's a fictional character. Austin Powers absolutely, absolutely. I'm not going I'm not gonna give a shortcut. No elaboration. Mike Myers the man for but yeah, Austin Powers absolutely is a fictional character that meets, meets these criteria.
1: No, uh, no one could argue with that. No one. Yeah.
0: Almost the quintessential fictional character.
1: <laughs> he, he really, he really did.
0: One person I wrote down, and because I don't think he's quirked up, but I think he he has all the other qualities is Leonard Cohen. Yeah. And yet, it's so weird. There's there's a subtle quirkiness to there's like a very spiritual quirkiness to him i just saw like this doc the documentary yeah. that came out hallelujah uh that came out a couple of weeks ago and it was one beautiful um but he does have he does have this it's it's like a it's a subtle quirk yeah it's, but it's not it's never in your face it's
1: like a poet quirk like all like you're saying like all these poets it's it's i think it's it's, it's the nature of being a poet that makes you kind of quirked up in a way, but I mean, you're right. I mean, Leonard Leonard Cohen, he should be. It should be obvious. It's sort of like Mick Jagger, I think like it should be obvious. He was very sexual in style. He was he was certainly a white boy, um, and he he busted it. He busted it way down. Mm. Um, but I think he and and the only the only thing you could maybe argue is that his 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 quirk his quirked upness wasn't wasn't quite where you want it But it's understated.
0: It's under- if, if if it's there, it's understated.
1: I think the I think the guy is is maybe more quirked up than than we than we know.
0: Yeah, behind closed doors. Behind closed
1: doors. Quirked what do we? Up. <laughs> All
0: right. Any anybody else who either definitely is or maybe comes close that you want to discuss? Because I want to get into the wannabes. Because yeah, I have let's, one. Let's and, get into the wannabes. Okay. Do you have any wannabes? I got a couple.
1: Okay. I got a couple white I have boys.
0: One that I I love to slander.
1: Oh. Him. But you you go first. Okay, I'll I'll go first. I think um Sean Mendez is Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's one he's of these too white normy. he's too normy. I think he his wants music is super normy. He's super normal. I think he really wants to um be uh, like a sensitive artist type and or and also like a sex symbol because he's just he's so pretty. Um but he he his own style um doesn't doesn't I, to me Connote uh, a sexual sexuality. He's he's one of those ones where it's like the view, you know, like a Cobain, where like you you look upon him and you're like, well, of course, this man is, is busting it down in a sexual style, but uh, it's not it's not maybe I coming think that's from the first time anyone has compared Sean Mendes to a <laughs> <Fred> Cobain. <laughs> you're welcome, Sean But but uh, yeah, I mean uh, that I mean I, that's my like. Maybe under the radar, wannabe, um, as if you can even call him under the radar.
0: No, that works. Yeah.
1: Um, who's your? I want to know your major. Wait, do you have another one? I do, but I, I, have a feeling like it might be the same guy.
0: Well, I'll tell you, he looks just like Buddy Holly. Oh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh. it's Rivers fucking Cuomo. Wow. I think, I think he wants to be. I think he wants so bad to be. But I just I don't think he is. I just don't think I don't I don't think much of him. Mm. I don't think that high. Like I like some early Weezer records. You I know. like Maladroit a lot. Blue album, great. I'm kind of over Pinkerton at this. You like I'm 31. <sighs> Say it ain't so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm over. <laughs> I don't need to hear him. <clears throat> like. I mean, the very searching after teenage, the very Japanese sexual, girls
1: the very sexual, um, man.
0: Yeah, but it's all for it's all for like, like teenage Japanese girls. Yeah, and so, I oh, this is this might be risky, because I I've heard this that he, because uh, allegedly, 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 yeah, allegedly, allegedly, Rivers Cuomo at Weezer concerts has has people go out and find. Young-looking Asian girls to come backstage later, allegedly. Yeah, I've heard. I that is what I've heard on a, a different scandalous. podcast. Who's I, which I won't mention the name of because I'm already. I don't want to drag them into the mud here, but yeah. So I just. I think Rivers Cuomo it tries too hard. I think he he wants to fit this archetype.
1: Yeah, I mean he's quirked up, um, but but I think you're right. I mean I don't think he's goaded. He's don't not goaded. He I don't style. think he even. Bu- I don't think you can even argue he busted anything down. Like I mean he's a, he you know he's a popular rock and roll frontman, but but it takes it needs more than that to really bust it down. You gotta and you got to if you're gonna bust it down, you got to do your thing.
0: And I'm, I'll say it too: Weezer has
1: overstayed their welcome. B- bombshell. It's it's
0: 2022
1: <laughs> breakup. Yeah. What are you doing? Honestly, what are you doing? <laughs> We're gonna what are you gonna, cover, that... gonna cover you are gonna cover a Toto song. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I can't
0: wait to hear them do "Hold the Line" and "Rosanna" on their next fucking album. <laughs> the other two Toto songs, that "Give I've It
1: heard. Up." Yeah. <laughs> uh do, do you have? Oh, another wannabe. Yeah, I mean another Canadian guy. Justin Bieber. Hmm. I y- does he want to be. I think he wants to be. I, yeah, I think yeah. he might want I think he might want to be quirked up. Um he certainly wants to be he, I think he certainly busts it down in a sexual style. Mm, um yeah. and, but I think what he wants to be is quirked up. And he's he wants to become off as I these like never
0: gotten that vibe from.
1: I think just the way he, you know, he carries himself, his like tattoos, he cavorts with these alternative, uh, you know, he like tries to, you know, uh, uh, coast off of your like edgier types, like a post Malone, like I I don't know. Um, and I think his recent pivot to um, to the faith, to Christianity, is maybe a little bit indicative of his of his failings at being a a quirk a, a more of a quirked up white boy.
0: This is interesting.
1: I I still I still remain
0: unconvinced that he wants to be quirked up. I agree that he isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh but I don't know that he's ever aspired to this archetype. Um at least as as far Maybe you're as right. Maybe you're right. Cuz I think he's always kind of wanted to be in the very normie. He's of
1: he's things. definitely I mean, you know, this is actually a good point because Wanted, wanting to be a quirked up white boy is like sort of aspiring to have a little bit of like underground credibility. Yeah. Having like an authenticity maybe. Like what does yeah, it mean yeah. to to want to be quirked up rather than just being
0: it? Yeah, he's, he's been to, and maybe not this isn't his intention so much, but like celebrities, because he's been a huge celebrity since he was what, like 14? Pretty much. Uh, I think celebrities like that have their image defined for them by management and handlers and, and yada, by the yada, public yada, yada. yeah and so it really takes a lot to break that it takes a lot of effort which is why you know I will give it to Harry Styles in this sense because he you know at post one direction he has very much defined himself and a degree of autonomy yeah yeah um, even if it does feel performative at times. And I, again, I'm not even accusing him of, of performative queerness. I'm just saying, his, I'm accusing him whole. Of, of performative
1: quirkiness. Yes, <laughs> that's that's a difference. A <laughs> the Q in LGBTQ stands for quirked up. <laughs> <backwards>. <laughs> quirked up plus. Uh,
0: but, yeah, um, but yeah, a valid shout nonetheless mm-hmm, to Justin mm-hmm. Bieber.
1: Um, I think he's just, he's such, such, such a quintessential white boy, and especially such a quintessentially like sexual and sexualized white boy that, I mean, I'd be remiss to not mention him at all in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, that's, that's him.
0: There was one person that had just popped into my mind, more as a wannabe, but now I'm blanking. Hmm. Uh, Put it in post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so honorable mentions. These, these are, they're not white, they're not boys. Well, they, they could be boys. Right. They're either not white or not boys. Mm-hmm. Or both. That, you know, if they were white boys, then they'd fit this. And they're probably fine with not being white
1: boys. Sure. But they're certainly and, quirked up. And part of their quirkiness and part of their sexual style might even come from not being white boys.
0: They're quirked up. They're goaded with the sauce. They're
1: busting it down sexually. I, I think I'm going cu- to kick it off with someone who we already mentioned. Mr. P- Prince. Uh, Mr. 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 Prince, Mr. Prince, <laughs> the, 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 the uh, you know, uh, it's inarguable. He, it, inarguable, he was absolutely good at with the sauce. He he super quirked up, um, and he his style was incredibly sexual. I think Prince is if you know, he he's he's he fits every bill but the white. You bill. think Prince was sexual? nothing (laughs) sexual about that guy to me at all
0: (laughs) zero um so uh i think very early on in the discussions for this episode we had talked about um haruki murakami yeah 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 um i i definitely think it's super quirky all his writing is really quirky all his protagonists are so quirky incredible writer incredible novelist yeah
1: Toru, I wrote down Toru Okada, the protagonist of uh, *Wind Up Bird Chronicle*, mm. as as a fictional character. But then I was like, "Oh shit, he's not white; he's Japanese." Yeah, um, but it's just because you know he writes he writes in the first person. It's very it's very like stream of consciousness that you could that you could imagine yourself if reading it, if you're a white boy like like we are reading it. You're like, "Oh well, this character is you know he's just is writing in the first person." But but no, this this is is totally different. But you know the uh. His his characters, much like David Lynch, they're very they're very mystical. Mm -hmm. They're very very sexual. Extremely, all of his writing has an element of sexuality to it.
0: The one problem I have with the busting it down sexual styleness Mm. of Haruki Murakami is, and Wind Up Bird Chronicle. This is a excellent example of this. A lot of his protagonists have very questionable relationships with teenage girls. Right. Uh, and that's very true in Wind Up Bird Chronicle. Like the first, I forget the character's name, but the first page she's introduced.
1: Uh, May Kasahara?
0: Yeah, yeah. She is, like the the protagonist is like sexualizing her, like in his mind. Like he's talking about her body very much. Yeah. And so that's like the one thing that is that does hold me back from the busting it down, sexual, but style. this is
1: this is maybe where you can argue that Murakami himself is is the is the honorable mention rather than his protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, obviously, you know we don't want to induct him if he, if he's got some bad vibes, um, but um, you know it, it's it's it is of a sexual style. Like there's I mean, yeah. and and you know uh, there's those other sexual there's there's further sexual elements of his writing. Um, that that go beyond you know, um, the the descriptions. Yeah, of,
0: no, sure. of
1: of the sweat beating on a young girl's body, which are very uncomfortable to read.
0: Yeah. Uh. So yeah, there's just you know, there's there's iffiness there, but I do think you know he definitely comes to mind. Um. Who else? Who else? We mentioned Miley
1: Cyrus. Yeah, Miley's definitely up there. Um. I had thought of a very, very
0: contemporary example is Steve Lacey.
1: Yeah, totally, 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 one hundred percent. Dev Hines, you might even say, blood orange guy. Um, he um, he's quirked up. I don't know if he really. I mean, I think he busted down kind of sexually. Um, I, I I I. He's he's amazing. But I think Steve Lacy, there's a sure, lot
0: of examples now. Of yeah like non-white boys who who are quirked who filled, up who f- fit the three criteria Frank Ocean yeah um i cuz i th- i do think just in general whiteness aside gender aside that this is a very we're living <clears throat> in an incredibly quirked up time uh a, an age where <laughs> we're all aspiring to be goaded with the sauce we're all trying to buff it down sexual style. Mm-hmm. We're all we're all trying to be swagged out like that. I think <laughs> and I think that is I think that is a pretty if there's one if there's one thing that can unite us, it's the or I guess three things that can unite us all. Like that might be the thing that saves the world is is being is like being quirked up.
1: With a little bit of swag. Yeah,
0: with a little bit of swag. Again, you don't want too much swag because it comes off as of trying too hard. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, everybody's trying to fuck.
1: Yeah, you know. This is this is what Joe Biden should run on in twenty twenty four.
0: He sh- he he <laughs> needs to be more quirked up.
1: The quirked up white boy platform. Yeah. yeah. Bernie, <laughs> San- Bernie Sanders is is a true quirked up white boy candidate.
0: <laughs> Getting his car towed in Cambridge.
1: Legend.
0: Yeah. Join the club. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, I have. Do, is there any other names that we should cover, or should we wrap up?
1: I think we've we've exhausted the. We've exhausted all white boys that have possibly exist. Those are the only. <laughs>
0: these are the the names in, with including us, Harry and Ben these are the only white boys the ones that we've mentioned are the only white boys that you should ever care about mm-hmm. and us banish all of those from your mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't even regard them on the street just where they stand just see nothing and, and when you when you said <laughs> unless it's me come say hi well no i mean harry
1: i think you 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 fit all three man
0: you, hey you,
1: hey you, you're, you're you're up there you're in uh, but I, I wanted you know. Hey,
0: come back on the show anytime. Hey, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you uh, But listen, I mean, when you meet a new white boy, act before you invite them into your circle. Before you know, yeah. Him, this is advice
0: for you, advice. For advice this is advice for the yeah, listener. Yeah.
1: You know, when you meet a new white boy, think Vet to yourself. Them. Think to yourself. Are they quirked up? Do they bust it down? And is that? And they bust it down in a se- in a sexual style. If if no to any of the three, you don't want to know them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, just like waste. Don't waste your
1: time. Don't waste your time, Queen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Queens, Kings,
1: <laughs> all y'all out there. Uh, <laughs> it's challenging times.
0: It's what kind of fall is it going to be? Because I, I had seen a sign when I was in Toronto back in May. I had seen a store with a sign that it was that was a happy short king spring, mm. and I declared it. A hater summer. Oh, cool! I like uh, that. Yeah, but now you know this is September seventh. Mm. Uh, summer officially the autumn equinox
1: is, is fast approaching.
0: Yeah, that's two weeks away. Yep. Uh, what kind of fall is gonna? What kind of autumn? I think we know. I'm not dequ- <laughs> No, no, because because Chet Hanks said white boy summer was white boy last summer. year. No, no, uh, no, no.
1: I mean, I'm, I mean, I and you had a hater summer. I I had a bro lit summer. I was reading a lot of a lot of bro lit, Cormac McCarthy. uh, I've seen Murakami, yes. um, But
0: I've had the literary in a literary sense. I have had the opposite year. Oh, interesting. I decided I would not read any white boys Mm. this year. Oh, oh, that's who it was. Uh, Another wannabe, David Foster Wallace. Yes, he wants so bad to be quirked up. He wants so bad to be goaded with the sauce. He wants so bad to be busting it down sexual style. But let me tell you, he's not quirked up, he's an overthinker. He's not goaded with the sauce. He just he just uses he just uses big words and overly complex sentences. Yeah, just because he has a couple footnotes
1: in there doesn't mean he's goad with the sauce or no, anything.
0: No, and he doesn't bust it down sexual
1: style. He makes me dry as hell. <laughs> it's the Gobi Desert down there uh, where I've Infinite Jest.
0: I, I I, mean, I don't want to waste any breath talking about Infinite Jest on this show. A book that I kind of like. <laughs> 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 he, David Foster Wallace is annoying as hell. And, like, Infinite Jest, I think, is it's an achievement isn't an achievement that was worth the time that's not for me to say yeah (laughs) i i am one of i swear to god i've read that book and one of my favorite things about that book is that it feels like a book
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got the pages.
0: You got the words. <laughs> there's characters. Uh, there's a front cover. There's a back cover. There's themes, <laughs> motifs. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, that was the wannabe. Wow, I'm uh, glad we got back to it. Yeah, yeah. I oh so yeah. I refused this year to read any white boys because mm-hmm. I w- I've been reading literature for so long. And I've read so many white boys and it's, it's been genuinely refreshing to just not hear the perspective of people that look like me. Yeah, <laughs> It's this it's podcast notwithstanding.
1: <laughs> RIP Joan Didion. The God. Yeah. Uh, She's honorable mention for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: definitely. Yeah. Definitely in the honorable mentions category. But yeah, so the
1: type of fall it's gonna (laughs) be—is it gonna be a quirked up white boy fall?
0: For for some of us, (laughs) I don't know. I want it to be. I want it to be a. I want it to be a low key. I want it to be a chill fall. Yeah, you know I've just been hating so much this summer, and I I
1: don't
0: I think I've got all the hate out of me. Yeah. Uh,
1: A contemplative fall. Yeah, a reflective introspective autumn. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's like every year from I mean, you know. <laughs> Virgo season. weather. It's approaching,
0: baby. <laughs> it's already here. Is it? Yeah. Oh, shit. It I starts in it. August.
1: I missed the memo on that. Because you're a Virgo. Yeah, I'm a Virgo. Yeah, yeah. What, what day? Uh, the 19th. All right, so right, right at the end. Yep, so I'm, a, I'm a tail end of Virgo season. Hell yeah. But I didn't get my, I mean, Beyonce is the president of Virgos and I didn't get my memo this year about, about what, what the theme is going to be for fall. Uh, a renaissance fall, ain't it so? <laughs> Un- unique, unique. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Um, do you?
0: Uh, t- 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 I know you have a show coming up this weekend, but this pre- episode probably won't come out. In yeah, time. yeah.
1: But uh, do you have anything else oh, planned? Oh, yeah, in the couple sure. Weeks? Um, uh, you can listen to my band if you want. Um, it's called Indoor Friends. They're uh, on all streaming services. So. Uh, yeah, check that out. Sure, that's what I'll plug. Hell yeah! <laughs> and um, also, uh, alstonpudding.com. Yes, do not forget.
0: Go there every day. Click on all the all the articles. They're all good. Read them all. Reread them. There's not a bad one on there. Listen to this podcast. Download it. Make sure you're you're following and get downloads, and uh, rate and review it. Um, feel free to to message me. I mean, I I honestly I. I don't really answer people I don't know. (laughs) You can
1: message, but you will not get Not even people
0: I don't know. It's like, I I don't use social media really to communicate as like a messaging app.
1: You're exclusively on (laughs) B-Rail.
0: No, if like you don't have my phone number. Then it's like, (laughs) what hope do you have to talk to me? But uh, no, uh, that sounds way more antisocial than I actually am. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, t- 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 yeah, but, uh, sh- review this show, rate it, tell it to your friends, strap them down in a clockwork orange type situation, but instead of their eyes, make, yeah, make them listen to it at full volume. This episode in particular, cause this is, this, this is fun. This is a fun <laughs> That's one. a good one. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is another, we did another episode about nothing. I mean, it's about something, but it really just... It's nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And, um, yeah, keep an ear out for more episodes. And, yeah, that's it. That's all I have. Sweet. All right.
1: right, Thanks, Harry. Thanks for having me.
0: Quirked up. The quirked up white boy himself, Ben. Bam. Thanks for stopping by.